Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. Hey guys, this is episode two of Bears Nation podcast. My name is Josh Lyles, and I'm here with Jake Hassan and Chris Nano. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Episode two. Uh, get back to work. We'll see where it takes us. Yeah, this is Chris. Uh, looking forward to another podcast. Should be fun. All right, so let's get straight into it. Cam Meredith, he is gone. Signed with the Saints, two-year contract. Who is going to replace him? And do you guys are do you guys approve of what happened? Or are you guys uh, totally against it? Honestly, it, it's a little confusing because it wasn't a lot of money, and uh, he did have a good year in 2016. But as we all know, tore his ACL this preseason. Was supposed to be the Bears' number one, didn't end up happening. But my thinking is, Pace clearly saw something that he wasn't comfortable with, and whatever medicals he saw, or uh, however Meredith was progressing. Um, I'm willing to trust Pace's judgment. I think it's as confusing as the move might be. Uh, obviously, we'll see some clarity in the future with the new core of Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. Kevin White does anything that's a bonus at this point. It's just gravy. But I uh, wish Meredith all the best. He's a good story, undrafted out of Illinois State. He's an Illinois kid, but uh, wish him all the best. And I'm willing to trust Pace on this one. You're right. 100% disagree with this move. Pace has been really good this offseason. You know, he's kind of given us, given Bears fans some excitement that we haven't had in a really long time, in my opinion. And I know from what I've seen on Twitter, Bears fans are pretty excited about this upcoming season, whether we make the playoffs or not. But, you know, like Jake said, it wasn't a lot of money. You know, he's a hometown kid. Uh, it would have made sense, a lot of sense to bring him back, honestly. Um, and he, he would have been perfect for this offense. You know, he's he's been my favorite player on the Bears for about three years now. You know, I feel like, you know, he's worked his way all the way up. And, you know, that that argument of Pace seeing something that he didn't like, I kind of doesn't sit right with me because I feel like if there was something wrong, the Saints wouldn't have signed him. You know what I mean? So now I feel like we just opened up a hole that we didn't have before. Uh, so that's kind of upsetting. But, yeah, I, I really hope I really hope he does well with the Saints. He deserves it, and he got his payday, so I'm happy for him. Well, the fact of the matter is Cam Meredith is gone. So who's on our roster right now that can fill that wide receiver two role? Because don't forget, we do have Allen Robinson. He is our number one. That's the guy that Mitch Trubisky is going to count on. But who's that wide receiver two that we can count on to be there right now on our roster? Not who could we get, but right now, who could be that guy? I mean, I think it has to be Gabriel. I would love, in an ideal world, I would love to say Kevin White, but obviously we know that until he's actually on the field playing for multiple games, 
you can't really count on him for much. So I think it's Gabriel. He's not the prototypical number two who's going to be on the outside opposite of Robinson. He's probably going to be in the slot a lot, but I still think he has that number two playmaking ability. I think uh, he, and I think in single coverage, Taylor Gabriel can do a lot of damage too. I think he can make guys miss uh, that initial defender miss, get some yards, extra yards that you wouldn't normally see. So I think it's, it's gotta be him right now. And Kevin white third, Josh Bellamy fourth, but and that's that's okay with me. I, I think especially the top two are really strong uh, with Robinson and Gabriel. It's just a matter of filling in the slots behind them now. You know, I I feel like White is the guy to fit Cam's play style and his role, uh, if that makes sense. But exactly like Jake said, I mean, what can we expect from Kevin White at this point? It's a make or break year. He's got to show out, or you know, he's gone. So Taylor Gabriel's probably the only answer that makes sense at this point you know he's he's a playmaker a great playmaker at that and um you know he has that that speed and that that uh playmaking ability that you can't find that's it's rare to find so um yeah it's got to be taylor gabriel in my opinion so i read i read somewhere so you can't count on kevin white like you guys said like don't have any expectation on him but if he gave us 400 to 500 yards with four to six touchdowns, with uh, 16 games healthy, I would be ecstatic. Like, he got one touchdown, I'm pretty sure I'd be ecstatic. And that's not asking a lot of, a, of the guys. So he was projected to be so good. I mean, obviously, he went in the first round. His his measurables, his size, and then plus his speed, like, you just you can't, can't beat what he was able to bring to the table. But this is a good transition to um, Benny Fowler being put on the team. He's 6'1", 212 pounds. Do you think he could fill that role that Cam Meredith left us with? So yes and no. No in the sense that they're not really the same player. I don't think Fowler, I think, is a little more, um, not a one-trick pony, but Meredith could go down the field and he could go up and get it. I feel like Fowler is more of a between-the-numbers kind of guy. But I could be wrong, and I mean, Nagy, we'll see how he wants to use them. But I think he can fill the void in the sense that kind of getting those numbers back because it's not trying, it's not trying to replace uh, Meredith from 2016 where he was the number one. It's trying to replace Meredith from 2015 where he was just kind of more of a backup guy because you have Robinson to fill the role of the number one. So it's more of like Benny Fowler being – I mean, Josh, you said if – Kevin White can get to like 400 yards, a few touchdowns, you'd be ecstatic. I think that's should be the bar for Fowler too. I don't think you need to expect that much of him, especially with Trey Burton there too. I think Trey Burton really is the third wide receiver, maybe in, even the second. So I, I think Fowler, you don't need to set the bar that high. I think uh, what we're hoping for from Kevin White is what we should expect from Benny Fowler, unless White emerges in the unlikely scenario, unfortunately. Yeah, I have to agree with that completely. You know, Benny Fowler, I, I, when I saw him with the Broncos, I feel like he was really talented but didn't really get the opportunity to shine because of Demarius Thomas, Manuel Sanders, and the lack of good QB play. You know, he's he's a talented player, um, but I, I do think he will surprise some people. I think he's going to have some solid numbers. He's going to make some key catches for us like he did in Denver, you know. Um, so, you know, he, I mean – what else can we expect from him? Uh, expect from him? He's going to be a wide receiver four or five. Um, so heading into the season four or five. So um, you know, it's not it's not too crazy of a signing, but I think he'll be he'll 
be a very good wide receiver for where uh, where he's going to be in the depth chart. So when Allen Robinson had his monster year, the 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, Allen Hearns also had a 1,000-yard season with 10 touchdowns. So we, we definitely, definitely it's a need to have that second guy who is very talented and can f- fill the role that we felt Cam Meredith was going to do um, to be the devil's advocate. And I know, uh, Chris, you hit on this, but we have two guys that we're taking gambles on at, at wide receiver alone, injury-wise. Like Allen Robinson just had the ACL injury, and then Kevin White, he's, he's obviously injury-laden. So to be the devil's advocate, I don't agree with not bringing him back. I'm just trying to see where Pace was coming from with this decision. But just having a third, another wide receiver that could potentially get hurt again, I guess I could kind of see that argument. We also have another guy on the roster right now, and we kind of we mentioned him last uh, in the episode one, Tanner Gentry. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys do you guys feel like he could fill that role at all? We didn't get to see much of him, but he has so much potential, and I feel like he was underused and poorly used as well. His skill set. So go ahead. Well, I think part of it was the John Fox offense, you know, and how John Fox didn't really know how to run a modern offense. I think uh, with Nagy, I think Gentry could be a good piece. It depends on how he shows in uh, camp and over the summer and then obviously the preseason. Um, Because in the preseason, he was last season's preseason darling that everyone was obsessed with. And uh, so there's no reason he can't do that again. And then if he can translate it to the regular season and give us a couple plays, then, yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. That would be great to have. At this point, Right now, April 16, 2018, I would be shocked if Tanner Gentry didn't uh, see, you know, more playing time. Um, but, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where he stands um, after the draft and whatnot. But, uh, I, I mean, he, he has talent. We've seen it. Um, not much of it, obviously, like Jake said. I mean, John Fox, Dowell Loggins, just having those two is just a recipe for disaster, to be honest. But, you know, it is going to be interesting to see what kind of role he plays. Um, but, you know, best case scenario, I think he could be a wide receiver three, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we should expect him to fill the Cam Meredith role. But, you know, I, I do like him and I know a lot of Bears fans like him. So we'll see how it plays out. All right. So we've looked at our roster. Um, let's let's jump to the draft and who potentially at specifically wide receiver who could fill that role. Well, uh, we know that there's two first round potential first round guys uh, in Kevin, Kelvin Ridley and Cortland Sutton, uh, with the bears at eight right now, I feel like that's kind of a reach for both of those guys. Uh, I think we discussed briefly in episode one last week about the bears, how it's a possibility that the bears could trade down, uh, in this scenario, I, I would think that they'd be trading back into the teens for one of these guys. Um, but as a later pick, uh, because I did forget about this guy until just a couple minutes ago, uh, James Washington from Oklahoma State, uh, he had fifteen hundred over 1,500 yards last year uh, with Mason Rudolph throwing to him. And uh, there were some issues, I think, with his ankle. But, I mean, the dude had 74 catches, 50, over 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns. He's a burner. Uh, he dude can fly. He can jump, he's a jumper. The dude can jump out of the building. But – I think he did take a little bit of a hit for injury concerns and as well as scheme because Oklahoma state does run a little bit of a different scheme, but 
I do like him. I think, and we know Pace is willing to take a risk on players. So I think he could be really cool as maybe a third or fourth round pick. I don't really know where he's slated for right now, but he has all the makings of a playmaker. And I think if you hit on him, then you have Robinson as well as Washington and then Gabriel in the middle. I mean, that'd be unbelievable. But yeah, I think he's someone to keep an eye on on the third, second or third day. Yeah. uh, You know, my guy right now is Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State. Um, The best case scenario, in my opinion, is for the Bears to trade down. Uh, I feel like it makes the most sense, especially if the guy they don't want or the guy they want isn't there. Um, You know, Deshaun Hamilton was a guy who could go up and get it. He's a touchdown threat. You know, he's he's he he can fill that Cameron Meredith role in terms of play style. Um, So, you know, I I think he'll be Deshaun Hamilton right now, in my opinion, is going to be a third or fourth round pick. Um, but you know, we know bears don't have a third rounder. So, I mean, maybe trade back, acquire a third rounder, then we'd have a pick in each round. Cause you know, those not having a pick in the third round is kind of, I feel like we'll be missing out on a lot of good talent, uh, even though we do have two fourth rounders, but, um, yeah, Deshaun Hamilton's my guy. Um, I think he'd be perfect in this bears offense, but we'll see. I just want to throw a bonus pick in there from the big 10 still, uh, Simi, uh, Simi Cobbs from Indiana. Oh he, yeah. He's very good too. And he's again, probably going to be there on the third or fourth day. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's just a big 10 guy, prototypical, like big 10 receiver, just a uh, big dude. I mean, I don't want to compare him completely to Washington because two very different conferences, but uh, just one thing I want to highlight with Cobbs is against Ohio state we all know the defensive backs and defensive guys they're putting out there. Uh, Denzel Ward, especially who's probably going to be a top 10 pick top 15 Cobbs burned Ohio state for 149 yards on 11 catches uh, against them this past season. And he's another guy that could be there later in the draft and uh, could be a steal even, and then would pair really well with Robinson and the group that the bears have put together. Yeah, uh, just to add to that really quick, Simi Cobbs is my guy since the start of the college football season. That is a guy I've been talking crazy about on Twitter. Uh, I think he he could be a, one of the best receivers in this in this class. So yeah, that would be that would definitely that would definitely make me happy. I'm just gonna say a name, and whoever is listening can go and look him up. But uh, I was actually talking with somebody on Twitter about different prospects and stuff, and of course I I mentioned my guy uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. But he brought up the name Jaleel Scott out of New Mexico State, and um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say the name, and if you're interested, go look it up. But his highlight reel literally speaks for itself. The guy is he's super tall, he's fast, and I mean he he made a one-handed ridiculous catch uh, in the back of the end zone, and it was it's it's crazy when you got guys that tall like like Marquez, like the guy I brought up earlier, and and this guy who can burn the way that they do like the size speed matchup like they're just physical freaks and so if you can add catching to that uh, ability it's done and so yeah so yeah espn has him at 6'6 215 so that's yeah big body yeah he's huge uh, 4.5 combi- combine dash too so for that size that's good speed um and so and the point we're making jake chris and i is there, there's people out there who can replace Cam Meredith. 
the part that sucked is that everybody got close to him. Like he was homegrown. He he grew up in in Chicago, and so it was different. It's kind of like if Jordan Howard left, everybody's gotten connected with him. Like he's it's more than just business for the fans. And so yeah. when when guys who are like good character guys like Jordan Howard, who like is constantly out in the community doing stuff and guys like Cam Meredith constantly out of the community doing stuff get let go it's it's more than just a talent thing because um, obviously just like any job your job you're replaceable which is <laughs> sad but true um, and so they made themselves irreplaceable to Bears fans no you're right I mean those guys I mean it sucks with Cam Meredith leaving because he was a cool story and everything but uh the NFL is a business at the end of the day. And I, I, you know, Pace made a decision that he felt was best for the team. So uh, only time will tell where it goes now. You know, Cam, Cam Murd is extremely talented in my opinion, but I feel like the, the homegrown aspect and, and what he did for the community is kind of the part that, that stung us Bears fans more than anything. You know, that, that's why growing up, my dad always told me, he's like, he's like, Chris, it's a business. He's like, you know, you can't really get too close to these players, get attached to them, because at the end of the day, it is a business and everyone's, you know, replaceable. So it, it sucks, but, you know, we all trust and pay. So hopefully this is the right decision. All right. So let's let's move on. We've gotten our tears out. We've uh, we've <laughs> we've we've dealt with our emotions. Uh, let's let's move on to uh, some rumors that have been going around. Um Actually, not a rumor. Uh, let's let's go into uh, a Twitter update that we saw today. Center uh, James Daniels, he's from Iowa. He's six four, two hundred ninety five pounds. Um, I'll say my piece a little later, but you guys go ahead. Do you have anything to say on him? Uh, I'll defer this one to Chris because uh, he brought it up. But uh, just real quick, I'll say that I love Big Ten offensive linemen. Obviously, I go to Illinois, so I'm a little biased, but. I love Big Ten offensive linemen. I think they just play like the hard, gritty style that you like to see from offensive linemen. But uh, I'll let Chris take the lead on this one. You know, center center out of Iowa, he's late first, early second round range is where I'd have him right now. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking about it earlier, but could be the possibility that, you know, we draft him and move white hair to guard. Could be something to watch out for. Um, but, you know, James Daniels did have uh, he did have knee injuries in the past, so um, you know it could be a red flag. But you know he, his talent is undeniable. He's he's fantastic. I I feel like he'd be a just as good uh, just as good of a fit as uh, Quentin Nelson on the Bears. To be quite honest, I know it's, that's kind of bold, but um, I, I think he's that good and he'd be great for us. To your point um, before, yeah, Cody Whitehair moving to guard like he could do both positions. And at a high level, like last year, he had his struggles, especially at center. Like he made some embarrassing mistakes, um, and so moving him to guard and put someone who is a center, who's had all the practice in the world at center, um, putting him there in his natural position and putting Cody Whitehair back at his natural position, that would feel that would definitely put my heart at ease and fill a lot of empty holes. So the the only thing that I would at that point for our line is tackle that needs to be addressed so just for my little thing on white hair uh, you're right josh he does play at a high level at, at times obviously you mentioned his struggles at center before but 
uh, with sitting gone as of right now, as of right in this moment, the bears do have that need on the offensive line, especially with the lingering injuries of long and uh, Peronis Grasso having his issues too. Eric Cush coming back from injury. So uh, I would be fine with having this guy, but I mean, white hair, uh, you're right, Josh, he's more natural at guard. And I think it would be better to get a natural center. So another kind of thing that's going around Twitter is trade rumors that Chicago bears are potentially going to move from the eighth pick to the sixth pick with uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Is there any kind of meat to that or is it just let's throw some stuff out there to scare the fans or get the fans excited? I don't really think there's any, not any, but I should say I don't think there's a lot of meat to it because it hasn't really come out of any, uh, let's say reputable, reputable news sources. Um, but it's fun to think about. I mean, I think the only scenario that the bears move up is if they really, really, really want either uh, Chubb from NC State or Nelson from Notre Dame. Uh, Chubb obviously being an edge rusher and Nelson being the offensive lineman that everyone's been talking about and whom we mentioned last week. Um, But I think it's got to be one of those two guys because the Bears obviously don't need a quarterback. And uh, they have two very good running backs, so they don't need Saquon Barkley. Um, So in, in in this scenario, it's one of those two guys, Nelson or Chubb. And... Personally, I'm okay with it. Um, as we talked about last week, I really like Nelson. I think he's great. Um, I think it'd be really awesome to reunite him with his old offensive line coach, Harry Highstand. I think they could really keep progressing with Nelson and make him even better than he already is. Chubb, same thing. He's very good. He's far and away the best edge rusher in the class. I think he'd pair really well with Leonard Floyd, and we know uh, pass rush is a need for the Bears. Should they do it? Probably not because it would take a lot with the Colts. Uh, we know they could milk that six pick either f- with the bills. The bills are at 12. If they want to move up the Cardinals, if they want to move up. So I, I would think that the Colts would be looking for something more than the bears could offer. But at the same time, if they really want one of those guys, then by all means go for it. We've seen pace take these risky moves before. Yeah. For me personally, I don't agree with moving up just because we have so many holes right now. Uh, but I would, be all for trading down i feel like that would be perfect um you know trading down whether it's you know if we can get maybe two first rounders i don't know how realistic that is but first rounder um and then maybe like a late second and a third or something like that but yeah i i don't agree with with uh with trading up at all um i i feel like everybody in this draft is um besides maybe like you know the top guys like chubb nelson and and um, and Saquon Barkley, uh, I feel like everyone has another player at a position where they could be just as good. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I, but to answer the question, I don't think there's there's too much meat to it. Uh, just Twitter rumors flying right now. Yeah. So my opinion on it is the Colts have a gold mine where they're at. Uh, the sixth overall pick. And then Browns have the fourth. Like people are going to be scrambling to get a quarterback, um, especially with I I, th- I don't know if you guys saw, but Bucky Brooks and mm-hmm. Daniel Jeremiah said there's some crazy 
crazy trade rumors going around that they're not sharing. They're just <laughs> they're just uh, rustling the fire, if you will. So, to me, in my head, that just that just makes me co- just confirm to everything in my head that uh, quarterbacks are going to be taken early, and there is a high chance even for the Bears to be able to trade down because Saquon Barkley is slowly coming down too. Um, like even if uh, so, the Forty ers are right after right after the Bears. Um, and I just got kind of excited because the idea the 49ers need a running back like they have Jarek McKinnon um, they just got rid of Carlos Hyde if Saquon Barkley drops down to eight and we could somehow convince the 49ers and just switch back the trade with them basically so they they got Reuben Foster who was a bust last year and we got Mitch Trubisky out of the deal I that would just make that, that would make my heart flutter I just a just drive it into to John Lynch's face, like, hey, give me my picks back, and uh, you still got a crappy Reuben Foster this year. So, Well, just to kind of rain on your parade a little bit, with the third pick that the Niners took, they took Solomon Thomas from Stanford. They took Foster with the 13th or something. Hey, man, that's my parade. Leave my parade alone. <laughs> we'd still, the point being, though, the point being is we'd get our picks back, and um, – we'd only be moving down one spot. And if they're selecting Saquon Barkley, and this is all scenarios that just popped in my head. I don't, I got to do more research and I'm sorry if I'm uh, making a fool of myself by saying this, but it, it kind of makes sense in my head. Cause they literally, they don't have a running back, but the idea, okay, let's, let's do a little, a little mock in the top 10 really quick. So who do you guys think the Browns are taking number one overall? Darnold. Darnold. Number two with the New York giants. Uh, could be Barkley. Yeah, see that that one. I'm a little. That one could either be Chubb, Barkley, or Rosen in my head. And there's all kinds of rumors about it being Rosen. So let's just say in my scenario in my head, it's Rosen. It's quarterback. Jets for sure are going to be a quarterback. They traded up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns. I'd say the Jets probably take Mayfield with that third pick. They want someone who's a little more developed already. Okay. Uh, yeah. Number four, Cleveland Browns. This could very well be Barkley as well. It could be Barkley, or I guarantee you, just the way that they've done things lately, they they want picks. So I I would assume that this is where they would take advantage of getting more picks and trading down some more. So yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. So whoever whoever that next person is, I'm assuming they are moving up for a quarterback. I don't know why they wouldn't be. And so Lamar, the Broncos going from five to four. Just to make sure. So the only other quarterback at that point is... Allen. Oh, Josh Allen. Oh, then we yep. still have Lamar yeah. Jackson if someone's reaching. I've seen people yeah. who are super high on Lamar Jackson who are like, oh, he's the most, he's the best quarterback out of them well, all. Should be. And so um, even he can move up and... I, 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 like, I don't want to say it just because it just sounds way too cocky, and, but I can almost guarantee that all six of those quarterbacks are going in the top ten. And if that is the case, you have Chubb, Nelson, or Saquon Barkley that could drop to our spot. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, 49ers or Raiders could definitely move up. Because I don't want to go down too far. Because obviously you start that, – that drop-off after ten is pretty – pretty nuts so anyways that's my my <laughs> my imagination it just happened in my head so uh i apologize i got a little excited i do get excited well i, I think it's a little unrealistic for six quarterbacks to go 
Um, I think it's definitely going to be four in the top ten. I think, yeah. I think uh, Rosen, Darnold, Mayfield, and Allen are all in the top ten. I could see Lamar Jackson sneaking in there if Buffalo gets desperate, but I don't know how likely that is. But you're right. Um, I think the Raiders are the 49ers if they want. If the, in the 49ers' case, it would be Barkley. In the Raiders' case, I think their offensive line has some issues. I think they would be going for Nelson. But the Bears could go back. And then guys like Denzel Ward, uh, he's a really good corner. We talked about how the Bears still have a need in their secondary. Uh, I mean, there's still as, uh, as long as the Bears stay in the top 12, I'm okay. I didn't mean six. I, let me correct myself. I meant to say five because um, I don't even know who that sixth person would be. Um, probably. Yeah. What were you saying? Yeah. Mason Rudolph, yeah. gotcha. But even if we did miss out on Chubb and Nelson, which if they're there at eight, I gotta guarantee you we're gonna take. Obviously, we're gonna take one of them. But uh, we mentioned him last week. Just Roquan Smith, if he's there, Tremaine Edmonds. Like, there's there's definitely quality guys that we could go down a little bit and go get them. You know. I just, I just had a quick question, real quick. Um, if Chubb and Nelson are both there at eight, who do you guys take? Chubb. Nelson. <laughs> All right, this is good. You, you give me your argument, I'll give you mine. Um, I, just re- I just really like Nelson. I just I, – everything that I've watched from – and that's not to take anything away from Chubb. I think he's great. I think he's going to be a very good player. I just – something about Nelson, just the fit and having his old college coach on staff, the need to – because my thing is, if because Fangio can make stars out of role players, is my thing. He's done it before. He knows how to f- work with what he's got. Floyd's a, a star if he stays healthy. And I think his injuries before have been kind of fluky, kind of weird. It hasn't been anything like chronic that we should worry about. So I think Floyd can be a star this year. I think Lynch can be above average. I don't think he's going to be the star that maybe everyone thought he could be when he was in San Francisco. I think he could be a very good complimentary piece. I think Akeem Hicks continues to do what he does. Eddie Goldman continues to improve. So for me, Nelson is just, Trubisky is the top priority. And I think by getting Nelson, you help promote that and keep that priority safe, really, literally safe. It's close, but I, I have to go with Nelson just because the talent drop off from the top offensive linemen to the rest of the pack and from edge rushers to the rest of the pack, it's steeper with the offensive line. You know what? I'm a believer because as you were talking, I started I, – my, my brain just started thinking about Aaron Lynch again and just how excited I am about him. And then episode one, when, uh, last week when we talked about all the different edge rushers that we have available to us and, and later rounds that – aren't necessarily proven stars yet but I mean we have Vic Fangio who is a defense whisperer who's proven himself I'd like to make one more point on Chubb uh I think there's a guy and and Chris you probably already know who I'm talking about there's a guy who's probably going to be available in the second round maybe even the third if he drops LSU yeah <clears throat> yeah Arden Key yeah. um <laughs> He was considered a top five pick after his 2016 season. And then some weird stuff happened. He took a lead from the team uh, that he hasn't said why. Uh, apparently he's been telling teams when they meet with him though. 
And he was once considered a top five, top 10 pick and uh, is now probably going to be available in the second or third round. So I think if the bears could, I mean, they're high enough in the second round, I think they take Nelson uh, and then bank on Arden key still being there uh, in the second round. Just to add to that really quick, uh, like Jake said, he was a, he was arguably a top five pick. Um, people had him at number one coming before this college football year. Uh, he's, he's phenomenal. Uh, there's been some questions about his attitude and, and stuff of that nature. Um, you know, I've seen some LSU fans on Twitter call him, call him lazy. Um, like, like, uh, Jake said, we don't really know what happened, but you know, I've seen that sometimes he doesn't work, work, uh, work that hard and, you know, if you if you get him in that right mindset, he could very well be the best player in this draft, like by far, in my opinion. That's how good he is. So when and I think Daniel's the guy to, to do that too. Yeah, yeah, that's also another thing. So that was the point I was I'm gonna I'm gonna make a ba- bounce off of is Vic Fangio brings out the best in his defensive players, and when players are given the title lazy in college, I don't really take that too far in my in my um scouting i guess you could say i'm not a scouter but you know what i mean um just because it is college and i know you're working for an nfl job but at the same time you really don't want to get hurt i do you guys have any thoughts on that like what do you you think about that you know personally i i don't like when players are lazy i know i understand all the you know protecting yourself for the nfl but I, I want a guy who's gonna who's gonna give it his all every single game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Every single practice, every single game. I like to see guys working hard and you know, just, just little things like like them posting an Instagram picture of them saying, you know, uh like work hard, play hard, for example. I know corny 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 uh caption, but you know, it's just stuff like that. Like it I feel like it, it goes a long way, especially with the fans. Uh if you guys get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. And obviously you, you don't want guys who are going to quit on the team. Um, my thing with key is though, it was some, like I kind of read on it. It was just like something weird. Like he just took a leave and then, uh, came back and then put on a ton of weight. So, uh, my thing is, unless you, unless you really know, like it's something that it's really like a drive thing or something like his personality, then I would say stay away from it. But I mean, if, if he convinces you and you can believe truly a hundred percent believe that it's just something funky that he's correct since corrected, then, uh, I would say go for it, but obviously I'm not working there. So what do I know? Yeah. That's the hard part about all this. Like, like giving our opinions and stuff like that. Like we're not there every single day, like working with these players and, and talking with them. And so when they make decisions, who knows, Cam Meredith may have been a jerk, like (laughs) in real life, like we have no idea, but like, um so that's what that's also what makes all this hard like having all these opinions and why i admit like on my on my twitter page like i'm not an expert like i don't i won't claim to be an expert until like i'm getting paid to do what i do you know like until i've put in the time and i talk to the players personally and i meet these guys and i see them on the training field like it's hard to truly give an accurate scout on a player based off just their highlight reel pretty much you yeah know? yep so let's move on so the last segment of today's episode we are going into veteran mini camp starting tomorrow so it's the 17th through the 19th and some things we're going to be looking for is 
uh, injured players uh, coming back. So whether or not they're going to be able to participate. So if they're not participating, that's kind of not necessarily a red flag, but just like, ah, oh, geez, I wish they were there so we could see uh, see them playing. So you guys want to go ahead and go through the guys we want to see uh, healthy starting tomorrow. First and foremost is Kyle Long. Uh, he had surgery and some other stuff going on uh, after the season, during the season. And so he's – and with sitting gone, he, Kyle Long is the most important part of this offensive line now as far as leadership and talent. So hopefully he's out there. Uh, I don't remember if I saw anything, if he said anything about it, but hopefully he's there. If he is, it's a great sign, even if he does a little bit of work or a lot of, lot of bit of work. Uh, but it, it's good. It'll be good to see him out there. Uh, staying with the offensive line, Eric Cush, uh, who didn't play last season, but who had been given a two-year contract prior to the 2017 season. Uh, if he's fully healthy, that's awesome. That's a great death piece who he might even start. So, uh, yeah, offensive line is definitely something to keep an eye on uh, for me. The one guy I'm looking forward to seeing is is Kevin White. Um, you know, he's he's put on a lot of weight, a lot of muscle. Um, so, you know, he looks like a completely different guy. So um, that's, that's a guy to watch out for. Just like we were talking about earlier, man, just, just want to see him improve. Um, and my thing is... I kind of want to see him improve just for his sake. Um, I've seen a lot of people just going off on him on all social media. He he actually, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but he actually disabled his Instagram comments like a while ago um, because people were just putting some nasty things in there. And, and you know, it, it sucks because people act like he's going out there trying to get hurt. You know what I mean? Like he's, he doesn't want this, you know what I So like, it, it just, it just sucks. Um, but, you know, I feel like as Bears fans, we should all just get behind him. I, I just hope I just hope he does well this year, man. I, I'm, we're all rooting for him. Just just please stay healthy. The, the guy that I, we're all kind of just watching to see if he is healthy. And not that we doubt Pace. Like, he wouldn't have signed him if he wasn't healthy. But Allen Robinson, is, is he going to be there? And he guaranteed. I, I think he was, with, it was in an interview with uh, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. Uh, he guaranteed he was going to be there for uh, training camp. So I don't know if that means tomorrow, like veteran mini camp, or if that means training camp after the draft. So we'll see. Uh, I Just seeing healthy guys is encouraging because yeah. um, we go through – this is like the third season of we just see tons and tons of guys on injured reserve over and over and over again. It's just disheartening. Like fix the issue. Like what is it? Another guy that I kind of want to bring up just to bring him back into light, like a player highlight almost, is Jordan Morgan. Um, he was a fourth-round draft pick or a fifth, fifth-round draft pick. Yes. Um, it's kind of like an Adam Shaheen story where he came from like a little school, but he dominated at that school. And so um, he's 6'4", 311 pounds. Um, do you guys have any anything else to say on him? Um, yeah, if he's there and he's healthy and he does some positive things, I'm all for it. Uh, we talked about earlier, offensive line's a need. So if he can uh, be useful, uh, if he can prove himself, show some value, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, um, you know, he was drafted in the fifth round, so I know a lot of us weren't expecting too much. But as long as he can be, you know, a depth player, um, see him getting better, staying healthy is the most important thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy with it. What's crazy about the offensive line is you can have guys who 
are drafted seventh round, sixth round. I mean, you got Charles Leno Jr. Leno Jr. Who uh, I think he was a sixth round draft pick. Six or seventh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely a late round, um, and we just paid him big bucks. Like those late round guys can come back around for you. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's a bunch of guys around the league who were um, late round draft picks who who have blossomed into dominant dominant yeah. offensive linemen. So. Um, that's definitely something to look forward to. Uh, anything else on the veteran minicamp? Can we think of? One thing, I guess, if we could see any hints of what Nike might want to be doing with the offense or just the system in general, just how he coaches, uh, it'll be kind of so- cool to see the first hints of that. Do you guys do you guys know what happens at minicamp? I can't remember. Like, what do they go over the playbook or do, are they just working out? Or Yeah, just like basic stuff. I, I think yeah. They, do, yeah, they go a little bit of the playbook, but they're not – going into full like 100 percent green light yeah it's 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 mainly uh working out getting back in shape that's like the most important thing i think they do run drills but no they do yeah they they definitely do uh but like you said it's it's more of like vanilla type of stuff gotcha all right well i think we've we've hit all of our topics you guys have anything else before we close it out no, uh, good, strong show. It was good to do it back-to-back weeks, and it'll be fun to keep this going next week. Yeah, um, you know, I'm enjoying this a lot. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully you Bears fans are, are enjoying this as well, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you guys more. All right, so that was episode two of Bears Nation. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we're going to have many more to come. Bear down. Go Bears, whatever you want to say, let's get it done. Let's go.